You're watching India Decides tonight. The IPL buckles under Jayalalitha's threat to Sri Lankan players. Is this a mockery of a rule of law? But first, our other big story, a sensational shootout in New Delhi. India's richest politician, Deepak Bharadwaj, a real estate businessman who had fought on a BSP ticket in the 2009 elections and declared assets of 600 crores, was shot and killed in a farmhouse on the outskirts of Delhi. Not unlike the killing of the other politically connected businessman, Ponti Chadha. Today's shootout all the more dramatic with the footage of the gun-waving killers captured on CCTV as they rushed out of the farmhouse. Dramatic moments captured on closed-circuit television. Right after three armed men shot and killed Delhi's real estate tycoon and aspiring politician Deepak Bharadwaj at his sprawling farmhouse in South Delhi this morning. The CCTV cameras installed at the farmhouse caught this man running towards the car seconds after he and his accomplices shot Bharadwaj at point-blank range. Before the guard at the gate could gather his wits, the assailants made good their escape. This was a violent end to the life of a man who had a meteoric rise. From a stenographer with the Delhi government sales tax office to a baron who ran schools, erected buildings and was overseeing the completion of his group's first township near Haridwar in Uttarakhand. The police are now using this footage to identify the killers and piece together what happened here this morning. We have video footage of them, at 8.55am on Tuesday morning, a dark grey Skoda car drove up to the gates of Deepak Bharadaja's hotel and hospitality hub, the Nitesh Kunj. The three men inside that car made an entry here at the guard gate, telling the guards that they were going inside to book this place for a marriage reception. The men went inside, called for Deepak Bharatwaj when Deepak Bharatwaj came to meet them. There are reports that they had an argument with Deepak and then drew out their revolvers and shot him at point-blank range. Deepak Bharatwaj was rushed to a nearby hospital but he succumbed to his two bullet injuries. The bigger story though is the motive behind the killing of a man who declared assets of 603 crore rupees in the 2009 Lok Sabha elections when he contested on a Bahujan Samaj Party ticket, making him the richest candidate in the elections. For now though, the Delhi police has not been able to come up with any clear answers on what led to Deepak Bharadwaj's murder. In New Delhi with camera person N. Ravi, Alok Pandey, NDTV. Right, our big focus tonight. No Sri Lanka players will play in the IPL matches in Chennai. This after Jay Lalitha issued an ultimatum, a letter to the Prime Minister in which she said that the anti-Sri Lanka mood on the streets of Chennai will not make it conducive for the entry of Lankan players. The IPL hastily convened a meeting and without even a murmur of protest decided to drop the Lankan players. The political storm over alleged atrocities against Lankan Tamils has now hit IPL in an all too familiar deja vu of politics scuttling sports in India. The 10 IPL matches in Chennai will not have any Lankan players. This after India's cricket board gave in to Tamil Nadu Chief Minister Jayalalatha's demand. She had shot off a strongly worded letter to the Prime Minister saying she'll allow the IPL matches to be played in Chennai only if the organizers guaranteed that no Lankan players, umpires 
officials or support staff would participate. In her letter, Jayalalitha said the participation of Lankan players will aggravate an already charged atmosphere and further offend the sentiments of the people. Caught off guard by the Tamil Nadu Chief Minister putting her foot down, a helpless cricket board told NDTV its hands were tied. But we have to keep the sentiments of the local people in mind at the same time safety and security of the Sri Lankan players. And Sir, but, how can uh, you ignore the advisory given by the local authorities? Because they have to ensure the the, 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 the police bandobas there. In other venues, there is no problem as far as Sri Lankan players are concerned. In the end though, it may not be that simple as keeping the Lankan players out of all Chennai games. The likes of Jayawardene, Sangakara and Malinga might just decide to skip the entire tournament for security concerns. We won't tell them don't go for the IPL, but we have told them of the situation right now and uh, what they could expect and it's up to them to take that decision. While the tournament itself may not be badly hit by the absence of 13 Lankan players in the Chennai matches, this is yet another shameful instance of India tolerating what has now virtually become its second nature of sports being held to ransom by politics. Joining me tonight on whether this is a complete collapse of the rule of law once again with sports being used as political football, Abhishek Manu Singhvi, senior Congress spokesperson, joins me live on the program. Also joining me uh, from Chennai is N. Ram, former editor-in-chief of The Hindu. Joining me on the phone line is uh, Sri Lankan great Muttaya Murlitharan, who is in fact uh, expected to join this edition of the IPL. And uh, in the studio here with me, uh, Krishna Prasad, editor-in-chief of The Outlook. His Excellency Prasad Karyavasam, Sri Lankan High Commissioner to India, also on the program. We'll be going across to him very shortly as well as also to that other Sri Lankan great, Arjuna Ranatunga. So it's a, a packed lineup tonight on the show. Can I first get in Abhishek Singhvi? Abhishek Singhvi, isn't this a complete collapse of the rule of law when you have a state government that says it cannot guarantee the safety of a public event and then forces a cricketing body like the IPL to, to say that no Sri Lankan players will come? The centre absolutely silent on this. How is this, how is this possible? How is this being allowed? Look, uh, I think this is uh, a case of certain games, certain players being a victim of circumstances. I am not speaking in that sense as a political party because I don't think the Congress has any role in this. I don't even think that the government really can have much of a role in this. How Look, can you there are say three that, uh, with all, One, all due I'll respect, you, how can you abdicate responsibility as the government? Let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. Uh, first of all, let's look at reality. I don't think uh, it's possible to deny and live in an unreal world and say that politics doesn't influence sports. Certainly does. It does at all times. Now, this is, of course, an unfortunate thing which is happening that local sentiments are so overpowering. But local sentiments can't be ignored where law and order is a matter of the state government. The state but government will be right, wrong. But if a state government says yes. that I will not allow it to be held or I cannot allow it to be held, then what is there anybody else to do? Well, so there I think are, the violence there are, found by there the are, authorities. As you know, and uh, several while the victims are innocent, while there the are several are recourses available to the centre if you find a state government not respecting the rule of law. I'll come to that in a second and put that to you. But first, let me go across to Colombo where I'm joined by uh, Mutaya Murlitar and Murli. Uh, thanks so much indeed for joining us on what has turned out to be another unfortunate day uh, in, the, in the history of uh, 
cricket being used for politics. Uh, what are your reactions to this development? Uh, we've already seen the Sri Lankan cricket board come out with a statement saying that they also uh, seem to agree that uh, players from Sri Lanka will not be playing in Chennai. Uh, you, of course, are coming as part of the Royal Challengers. Uh, you were earlier in Chennai Super Kings, now you're in the Royal Challengers. Uh, what are your thoughts as you heard that news? Uh, first, thank you for talking to me. Uh, I think uh, especially it's a sad day for cricket as well because we are not allowed to play in a certain part of in India. Uh, that is the government decision, so we have to obey that. Uh, if the security can provide, uh, then um, we have to be cautious on that. So especially for me, of course, um, I have spoken to our challengers. Um, they don't have any problems, so I can play the rest of the matches. If uh, they allow us to play, definitely we love to play in Chennai. Uh, that's the second home for me. Uh, my wife is from there, so uh, it's something sentiment as well because um, it's something sad day for me, especially we are not allowing to play any Sri Lankan cricketers in that soil. Right. Uh, Murli, that's... Uh, uh uh, fairly strong and almost emotional words from you because as you said you have your own personal connection uh, to Chennai uh, but uh, as overall as a, as a Sri Lankan player coming in uh, you feel that while it's unfortunate that you'll have to sit out the Chennai matches uh, but you're comfortable you're, you're feeling no anxiety about playing elsewhere in India and playing other IPL fixtures yeah, in other parts of India. So they are, they are guaranteeing our safety because uh, if they, they are guaranteeing our safety on other part of the in other other states, it's not a problem because we are there for entertainers because we like to play cricket and we don't want to go into politics or anything. So we just want to play our cricket and just uh, entertain people. That's what we are. So we don't want to get into this uh, uh, problem. So if this one state is saying not allowed to play, then we have to obey the. State. Right. Murli, as you said, uh, you know, you have that connection to Chennai and also uh, you've always been in that interesting position of being one of the prominent Tamil players uh, on the Sri Lankan team. You, of course, have always believed that uh, identities are irrelevant. Uh, primarily, you are a sportsman uh, first. But uh, when you see the kind of protests in, in Chennai and Tamil Nadu, the kinds of things that are being said about Sri Lanka, and about the way in which the Tamils have been treated. Uh, do you think that things are being blown out of proportion? Thanks. Uh, you understand me that I have played for 20 years for Sri Lankan cricket team. I didn't have any problems as a Tamil. And um, they didn't apply me. Uh, they supported me throughout. I had been for a lot of problems throughout my career. So all government and everyone supported me and the cricket board as well. So I think uh, as a Tamil, we didn't have any much problems. So at the time we had a war, now it's finished and people are living in peace. So right. hopefully uh, other people also will notice and they have to come and see how people live in this country at the moment right. and not think about the past and past is past. The future is all about what we are thinking about. So we don't want another problem coming through uh, through this Right. Uh, Murli, thanks very much indeed for joining us. Uh, very mature words from you and uh, words that I hope will be heard on both sides of the park straits where temperatures are necessarily being ratcheted up 
uh, by politicians. Thanks very much indeed, Murli. We'll go across to Arjuna Randhatunga very shortly as well, uh, also from Colombo. But uh, if I can just come back uh, to the debate at hand, Mr. Ram, if I can bring you in. Is this an acceptable state of affairs where you have Jayalalitha coming out with her ultimatum, the IPL throws up its hands, now you've heard Abhishek Singhvi saying, what can the centre do? I mean, surely there is something like the rule of law. You see, uh, Vasu, if there are security concerns, and I doubt that uh, in the present circumstances, the Sri Lankan uh, cricketers would like to play in Chennai. But the obvious solution is not to have any IPL games in Chennai, because virtually every other team has Sri Lankan players. Some of them have very important Sri Lankan players. One team has right. Kumar Sangakara to lead it. And there are other, uh, Malinga is a key force, Jayavardhana and so on. So the obvious solution is not to play any IPL games in Chennai. Because if, if a team can't select its best players, you don't go and play in that place. Right. But, and it's shameful that the IPL governing council has, uh, uh, has really uh, censored uh, the selection of the teams by the various teams. Uh, I, I don't know how the rest of the, uh, others accepted it. Maybe they wanted to be very, quote, constructive. No, but, but I think uh, it sets a very bad example. Uh, all over. So the obvious solution, no IPL games in Chennai No, but uh, for the time being. Hold on, Mr. Ram, let me, let me uh, reverse that argument. You're saying it's shameful uh, that the IPL is censoring uh, the teams. You're saying that the, that is the obvious solution. But surely, Krishna, I mean, here the distinction between other instances where you've let the public mood determine the outcome of, of an event, whether it's a movie, whether it's a literary festival or anything else, here you've got the state government itself almost ratcheting up this kind of hysteria against Sri Lanka. You've seen Jayalalitha now for the past almost a year uh, saying that first send back the uh, Sri Lankan Air Force personnel, send back the Sri Lankan football team, volleyball. send back the volleyball team. She cancelled the Asian Athletics Championship uh, because it has Sri Lankans in it. And now this. I mean, this is a case where the state is speaking the same voice as the mob on the street. How can this be condoned? Absolutely. There's no way you can condone this. I think what, what is really on evidence as we speak is tit-for-tat chauvinism of a kind of an order you had never seen before. What you're also seeing is the mainstreaming of what seemed to be a fringe extremist movement in Tamil Nadu becoming mainstream largely because of the kind of moves and steps that the DMK has made in the last couple of weeks. Yes. Let's not forget it comes against a backdrop which is the DMK's moves which it seems to have kind of... No, but what about, the, what about the center's own role? Again, yes. I come back to this. How can the, how can the center again claim to be completely Absolutely. ineffective? You are seeing an abdication of responsibilities on all sides. The Tamil Nadu government, as Mr. Ram rightly said, cannot guarantee the security of the teams in that city. Mm -hmm. One, the state, the central government seems to have abdicated its role in kind of deciding who should decide on these issues. Thirdly, the IPL seems to have unilaterally decided yes. on its own as if, you know, it's party to the so-called match fixing that seems to be happening. And this whole IPL, instead of being the Indian Premier League, now seems on the verge of becoming the Indian Paracualism League. Okay, uh, Abhishek Singhvi, the centre amongst a long list of institutions that have abdicated responsibility, surely if a state government says we cannot guarantee the law and order of our citizens or of those visiting, the centre has, and you know this very well as a legal expert, a number of instruments to intervene. Why uh, the silence? I think we are losing. 
Srinivasan, I think we're losing all sense of balance. On the one hand, I think that the victims are innocent, those who are players. I also believe that there may be an amount of competitive politics and perhaps the state, you know, has a certain political angle to it. Yeah. But having said all that, to, cons to think that Sri Lankans can play in Chennai without the government fully supporting the state government is really living in a fool's paradise. Now you are asking about the centre. Yes, are you or your other colleagues there on the panel suggesting that the centre for a situation like this for a cricket match intervene on Article 355 and 356 as a breakdown of law and order? Abhishek, I think Abhishek, that is what is called respect, impractical, Abhishek, impractical, between, once again, once again, between absolutely academic and, and creating a bigger aggravation. There are a number of no, other steps that are available. Bigger aggravation, not at all. The centre is unconnected with this. We would rather it did not happen. But if it happens, you have to question the state government. Don't drag the centre into it because you don't have a state government representative. Certainly the centre, if it followed the advice of the panelists I just heard, would be aggravating and setting fire to a fairly, uh, uh, you know, acute situation. No, so I think let's not go yes, that yes, far. It's, it's there is not, a cricket match. It's not the cricket us on match, the panel I agree. And ideally, ideally, Jai Lalita who's written to the centre. Jai Lalita could have well written to ideally, the BCCI. Jai Lalita could have well written to the IPL. It's Jai Lalita who's brought the DM to the yes. centre into this debate because it's this, it's grandstanding you're seeing vis-à-vis -vis the DMK. You cannot run away I from that. I wish the fact. letter was addressed to the Prime Minister. There was not even any consideration so of the merits of whether so or what? not this was a tenable position to take. No, sir. The letter right. is addressed to the Prime Minister. I am asking you, what should the Prime Minister do? What should the Prime Minister do? Should the Prime Minister pick up a fight with the state government because it can't have a law and order situation for the match? Should it the uh, send in the forces Abhishek, to ensure I, I, law and order? I am hardly someone that to advise the Prime Minister, but that is surely, surely you can ask for an assessment of the law and order situation. You have a governor there. You can at no, least no. ask the governor to, when to I make pin an assessment down, of the law and order situation. When I, when I pin you down, I, when I pin you down, I can challenge that neither you nor any of your panelists can give a single thing which the centre can do meaningfully. We I can do grandstanding, we can create a drama by asking the governor. That is absolutely... Uh, how you know, is that drama? I, do with the I am at a loss leader. to understand how it's that is a drama it's and what has happened match, or not. Some, okay, let me just get a state level event. It's a state level event. The uh, people are coming at the state level. It's between the Premier League, the organisers and the state government. And the governor should be asked by the centre to create a huge cocktail of a situation. That's completely wrong. Completely. Go, uh, Adul, what, once again, we're seeing politics using cricket as a football. And this time, uh, in the case of the IPL, you heard Murli there. Fairly emotional. He has a, a, a long relationship with Chennai and in a way with India, where his ancestors come from. And, and today, he'll have to sit out a match in Chennai. Actually, players are aggrieved, and I, I'll be actually stating the obvious, you know. But cricket has been long been used as a vehicle uh, for uh, regional parties, regional workers, or yes. uh, jingoistic fans to to make a platform or make a statement, you know. And I, I don't agree with that. Uh, having said that, uh, uh, the players' security is, uh, you know, is the most market. important thing. Uh, but last I checked, Chennai was part of India, and I don't understand, you know, why those players were kicked out of uh, Mumbai. Uh, the hockey players and some Pakistani players were not allowed to play in Mumbai, but they were playing all over India. Right. So I don't understand this policy, you know, because and I, I, I'm baffled at, at this uh, stand, and I don't actually blame BCCI. You know why? Because BCCI is not a state-sanctioned uh, tournament. Yes. It's not a Commonwealth Games or a Test series, you know, yes. where uh, it's it's an issue where the board has to tag tag the line. You know, it's a it's a 
quasi private tournament where the stakeholders are private corporate bodies which are using cricket as a profit center so, so, so i don't blame them because they are looking purely from the point of view of commercials where it could disrupt the matches and they could stand to lose money and also so that's order the point you know, the but eventually no. the common uh, you know denominator at the bottom line is that the players are suffering and it's not fair on the players all right let's uh, uh, go across to chennai and uh, join on the phone line by khushbu uh, member of the dmk Kushbu what is going on i mean you've just seen jayalalitha's statement and the impact of that i know that the dmk has also been very strong about the presence of sri lankans in india and on the whole sri lankan issue but is this an acceptable thing what has happened today shrinivas uh, any other given situation i myself would say please keep politics away from game it's a spirit of game and let's not in the both but sitting in delhi or different parts of chennai you uh, different parts of uh, india you do not understand the kind of situation that is on rise in tamil nadu we definitely need to understand i'm not going to say what uh, madam jayalalitha has given a letter and that's why the bcci is buckling under the pressure hmm. but i think bcci is being very intelligent in understanding the situation of tamil nadu because the kind of agitations that have that has been going on you yourself have been aware as the amount of hunger strike the students yes. the colleges have been shut the students are on a hunger strike and the kind of agitation which is uh, happening in tamil nadu all over tamil nadu i think the best would be in the in in, in the very do, best interest no, but kushbu do no, you I, support I, I what has happened yes or no do you no. support what has happened do you support the fact that because of this this ultimatum by jayalalitha sri lankan players will not be playing in chennai i'm in not very happy with the situation as a cricket fan myself but we're looking at the situations here Yes I think this is the right time to seize on the problems which is happening to bring down the let's not add fuel to the fire because it's burning issue right now so let's not add fuel to the fire let's play it down and it's for the for the safety of the players of sri lankan players because we do not want any kind of problems happening in tamil nadu no mishap should happen in tamil nadu nobody should turn around and blame tamil nadu but you for know, causing a problem to any player of any country but but you know kushbu on one hand you say that on the other hand it is you it is the political parties like the aidmk and the dmk which are inciting public sentiment with the kind of statements that have been coming out both no, from jayalalitha and as the chief minister and from your own leadership no if you look at dmk we have been very politely asking the students to go off the hunger strike because we do not want the students to go on the hunger strike we have been requesting them pleading them to stop the hunger strike because that's not the solution to the problem but right now right now this issue is really really very very can uh, i just point out something funny. can i just point you, out something kushbu to you which is yes, which is something that a not a lot of our viewers may not know that in fact you have a team the sunrisers hyderabad which is actually owned by kalanidhi maran the maran family which is the first family of of the political leadership of the dmk and the captain of that team is kumar sangakara yes i completely agree with that he's got a sri lankan captain but, but let's uh, and another player, player tisara perera right let's not let's not combine the board sun tv is yet to take a call on that after the ci has taken a decision so let sun tv deal with it directly but let me tell you when you no, say no, no, the first how... family the first family you 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 cannot put in i do not understand about the press in delhi the media that works in delhi the minute it comes to the first family you say it's mr aragiri and mr stalin and the very in the very same breath you say that the first family also happens to be the sun tv group 
Well, I'm of course. I mean, they're all they're all related, aren't they? I mean, Kalanidhi Maran is no. Let me finish. Yes, is Mr. Kalanidhi's nephew? They're very close to each other. The Sun TV functions out of the DMK headquarters. Yes, How can one distance the two? Please understand. Please understand. Sun TV operates on its own. Kalinga TV operates on its own. What I am saying is they are part of the family, but we are not the decision makers for them. The party operates no, completely this... on a different line. I'm sure Sun TV will take a call on this. Will they definitely after the what has happened? But doesn't happening this? And after DCC has done. But I'm not going to comment on okay, that. Okay. All right. That's doesn't this? Okay. Doesn't this? Does, but doesn't it convey, Krishna? Okay, doesn't this convey the kind of doesn't this convey the kind of double speak that we're seeing? That on one hand you claim to have all this great sentiment about the Sri Lankan Tamils, and and you can even go to the extent of indirectly or directly supporting what has happened today. On the other hand, you buy a cricket team which has a captain as Kumar Sangakkara. Today, Kumar Sangakkara will not be able to play in Chennai. He's a captain of a team, and he will not be able to captain his team when it plays in Chennai. Absolutely, there's a bit of double speak, and there's plenty of conflict of interest in this whole story. Let's not run away from that fact. The reason IPL seems to have buckled in so easily is because the BCCI president is from that city. He owns one of those teams. Let's not forget that there's a huge commerce issue here involved here. And Actually, and, and, he and would be, uh, but in all fairness, uh, Atul, he would be in fact the worst affected because of the 16 matches yeah. that any franchise plays. Eight are on home ground, and of the total 11 matches that are going to be played in Chennai. Eight are going to be off, obviously, the Chennai Super Kings. So, he, he will lose eight matches. Other teams will have to have that significant player sit out one match. Yeah. He'll have to have them sit out all eight matches. You no, know, ground reality is such that I don't think so. It's going to make much difference to the team, you know, because they've signed few players. Yeah. But knowing the problem, my issue is that if these four players or three players they've signed, Sri Lankan players in the Chennai team, yes. they're going to, after the week, go out in another city, and in Hyderabad or Mumbai or Delhi, and play for Chennai's team. And people, because they have not played, allowed them to play in Chennai, will be sitting and watching that game. So, I mean, this dichotomy of thought, you know, so either don't have them in the team at all or make a call. So, I'm just saying it should be above board and should be a call all, all across. Right. Not Rock, just pick and choose and pick few matches. Yeah. I mean, how would the people, uh, you know, who are protesting will feel that immediately after a game in Chennai where they, they don't play, they go out to the next city and play the game for Chennai. Can I ask you, Mr. Ram, because if you look at it purely in terms of what it entails for these games, for the IPL, it essentially means that... For about 10 matches, you will not have Sri Lankan players playing. Uh, the argument, of course, is that every team has enough players to substitute them. So, in purely cricketing terms, one could argue that this is not a big deal. But in terms of the symbolic nature of what has happened, uh, surely you would agree that this is a thin end of the wedge argument here. That today, if one interest group says, we will not allow uh, Sri Lankan players in Chennai, tomorrow somebody else says, we will not have Pakistani players in Mumbai, where do you draw the line? Vasu, as a lover of cricket and as one who has followed it for uh, several decades, I would say that this distorts the whole tournament. It destroys the spirit of cricket. I, I agree fully with Manu Singhvi that we shall not escalate this problem to a political level. I agree with him that the centre has no real role in this issue. If the state government is of the view that, uh, uh, that there is a problem and uh, the Sri Lankan players are, uh, are unable to play here, then the only sensible, fair, just solution is no IPL matches in Tamil Nadu so that the tournament can be played fairly and freely elsewhere in India. No big deal. That's the obvious solution. And pressure must be brought on the governing council to reverse this decision because you're hobbling some teams, some of the teams. Let's say it goes 
to the semi-finals and so on, are you are you going to say uh, Sangakara, if they make it, he's in supreme form, batting form today, that he can't, won't be able to play? Uh, if it's in Chennai, what kind of IPL are you running? Therefore, make a clear no, and radical you... decision not to play any IPL games in Tamil Nadu uh, this time. This IPL edition shall not be played. No game shall be played in Tamil Nadu. That's the clean uh, solution. It doesn't really demands. matter. It's, it's another policy. We all know that Sangakara should be playing in every game. Yes. But we're not talking about that. You know, uh, Russia sat out of a couple of Olympics. Right. America didn't go to Moscow. It didn't make Olympic movements less, did it? And the records were not written off. So that it just went on. There was issues which were beyond the control of organizers and it happened. But I'm saying we're discussing here that is it right to use the cricketers and make a point like this and using IPL as a tournament and IPL bucking down like that, I, you know. Yeah, can I, uh, Mr. Ram, I'll just come back to you in a second. Uh, if I can may, just get Kushpu in. point, Vasu? Yeah, can I just, can I, I'll come to you in a second. But I want to bring in Kushpu because Kushpu, that's the point, isn't it? That you might have legitimate grievances against the Sri Lankan government and the Sri Lankan government certainly does have a lot to answer for when it comes to tackling the entire question of justice for all the atrocities that were committed in the last days of the war. But why target the cricket team? Why target Sri Lankan visitors who are coming? We saw some monks who had come to Chennai being uh, beaten up. I mean, is this the manner in which one expresses protest against a government? by targeting civilians, by, by taking out one's anger against cricketers? This is what I'm coming to Srinivas. In fact, when the monks were uh, uh, targeted in, in Madurai or Trichy, and this is what happened, in fact, uh, our party chief, Dr. Karnir, also said that he condemned the attack on the monk who had come down from Sri Lanka. And we do not want this to happen time and again because things are not in our hands. I completely agree what Mr. Uh, Ram has said or what Mr. Manu Singhvi has said that yes, let's boycott the complete IPL in, in Tamil Nadu altogether. This is the, the problem is we start discussing Why? on an issue on weight. We start discussing on an issue which is half baked. It is not completely cooked yet. This is the decision which has been passed by BCCI today. The change, the, there might be changes tomorrow. We will be discussing something else tomorrow. Let us wait. Let us get a complete picture. You have been talking about uh, the first family, the nephew of uh, the DMK chief, yes. being uh, owner of the Sunrisers. Yes, but they are yet to take a call on that. Give time to them to take a call as to how to tackle the issue. Before no, but, the but the decision, but uh, Kushbu, the decision has already been taken. It's like a no, fait accompli. No, Jailalitha sends a statement. Within a matter of three hours, the IPL council has decided. Not to yes, play Sri Lankan players in Chennai. The Sri Lankan board has agreed. So this is, yes, uh, as far as the, as far as the IPL is concerned, this is a done deal. But what we are debating is whether it's acceptable or not. We have just started with the talk. These kind of discussions, this kind of conversation and these kind of words are going to bring in a lot of other decisions, a lot of changes in the decision. I am sure there is going to be some other decision by tomorrow morning or tomorrow evening. There will be another topic for us to discuss. Okay, but are you let's okay? Wait. Let's let's not just jump to conclusions with everything. All right. There is an issue which people who live in Tamil Nadu completely understand that it's not the right time for Sri Lankan to come down here and play a game because it is for their safety. We see with the with the problems happening in Tamil Nadu, we it's not guaranteed that how safe they will be. It is in the best interest of their safety that we say. Let's not play a game with Sri Lankan team in Tamil Nadu now. I would, not, I would, I would actually think anywhere in India. Kushbu, uh, yes, let, let me just bring Abhishek Singhvi in here. 
Okay, let me just bring Abhishek Singh in here, Kushbu, because I would actually think that it would be a much more honourable position to take to say that, look, we as the people of Tamil Nadu and Chennai will ensure the protection of anybody who comes from any part of this world, including Sri Lanka. Abhishek Singhvi, you and I could disagree on whether the centre has a role to play in this current standoff. But overall, you've been watching the gradual ratcheting up of tension in Tamil Nadu, the, the building up of public opinion on the Sri Lankan issue. The DMK has walked out of your government uh, because of that. Surely, overall as a centre, as a government, that is a matter of concern. Uh, for something, uh, is that something of that course. you are looking at? Is that something you're you're monitoring, or have you completely washed your hands off Tamil Nadu? Of course, it's a matter of concern. How can you make a statement like centre washing of ha its hands off a state of India, Tamil Nadu? It can't wash your hand off a minute inch of territory. There's no question of if washing hands of as important a state as Tamil Nadu. Now, three or four things I want to say, Shrivasan. First of all, it is a situation to nobody's liking. I don't think anybody supports the situation, likes the situation, invites the situation. But when you have certain emotive, surcharged atmosphere, abstract principles, which though important, do not work. And it's not the right time to try to implement the abstract principle of rule of law. Because that implementation will be foolhardy, unreal, and will create a super aggravated further situation instead of solving anything. I think the answer is only threefold. One, all those people, especially the political leaders of Tamil Nadu, have to realize that it is they who have to add the healing touch as well. There is a sentiment, there is a feeling, but obviously nobody can suggest that there should be further provocation from those whose duty it is to add the healing touch and to create a situation conducive well, to law and order. Well, actually, that happens only. That happens. That happens only with some amount of time given. No, no, but they also, cocktail, if you have but, a but when it patch, comes to, I don't think it will work public sentiment, part of the reason, part of the reason they're saying yeah. why they're so agitated is also because they feel that the Indian government has let them down. And that's why they're also getting agitated, claiming let that not enough you, has been done uh, to hold Sri Lanka's task. Now, I'm not saying necessarily no, let I support you, that let position, me, very quickly, but that is the position very that they're taking. Very quickly, very quickly, uh, you know, this is like the Panchatantra tale. The centre is not out to please everyone and nothing which the centre will do will please everyone. We are, we have to take a macro view, an international view, a global view and we cannot, and an Indian view and we cannot take a narrower view. There are issues about uh, Sri Lanka's uh, geopolitical strategic importance. There are issues about other not so friendly neighbours eyeing it and vying for it. There are issues about what we do in international law. There are issues of domestic compulsion with international policy. Within all that, I think personally, that yes. the government of India could not have given you a more nuanced, calibrated and very well thought out uh, policy statement, which has to a large extent, a very large extent, been cognizant of Tamil sensibilities. Right. It will not satisfy the last Tamilian, it will not satisfy the last, uh, 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 you know, person in India, but yes. it has made a genuine attempt. And equally, we have not abandoned our commitment to international principles. And that's can all I? that the centre can do, and we cannot do more. Kushbu, the demands that you are making, the demands that we are hearing from the DMK, the demands that we are hearing from the students on the street, uh, for once we are seeing absolutely no distinction. Political parties, leading political parties like yourselves and the AIDMK are speaking the same language, insisting on resolutions which use the word genocide. Yeah. saying that amendments must be passed against, uh, resolutions must be passed in parliament against the Sri Lankan government. Visitors from yeah. Sri Lanka should stop. I mean, isn't this 
completely taking the debate to another level. Isn't this being politically irresponsible? No, this is not being politically irresponsible. This is being responsible to complete responsibility towards the people of Tamil Nadu because who have hopes, who have complete hope that there should be a solution to this. And we have agreed that there is a genocide happening, which is what has happened in Sri Lanka. And I'm sure every government agrees to that. But when it comes to more serious issue, I think uh, I shouldn't be discussing as to what the UPA and the DMK is coming. No, but when you terms, say so genocide is happening, when you say the genocide is, and I will go across uh, to the Sri Lankan uh, High Commissioner as well, Prasad Karyavasam, uh, in just a second. When you say the genocide, you're talking about something that has happened in the past. Surely you're not talking about the present. You're waking up to the atrocities of, of the war which has happened three years ago. We're talking about the war which has happened three years ago, but that does not mean that it erases it has happened in the past. So we're not going to talk about it. It's completely out of the mind of the people. You can understand how okay, let me go. raw the wounds are. How raw the wounds are that even after three years, it's hurting every person who's here in Tamil Nadu. Okay, let me go across. So, so the wounds are very, very raw. Okay, let me go across to uh, Sri Lankan High Commissioner Prasad Karyavasam, who I uh, spoke to earlier and uh, uh, began by asking him whether he believed that this is a case of political arm twisting and what is the Sri Lankan government's response to it? First of all, our concern is for Sri security of Sri Lankans, Sri Lankan civilians, innocent civilians which includes uh, Sri Lankan sportspersons as well and cricketers security is very important for us and uh, therefore a uh, decision taken by I IPL uh, is something that uh, we will live with. Of course uh, on the other hand uh, uh, mixing politics with sports is not a good idea. That is something we are little, uh, it's unfortunate. Unfortunate you say uh, but are you saying, sir, that it's just only for the Chennai matches that the players won't come? Overall, the Lankan players will come and play in IPL. We have asked Indian authorities with regard to safety and security of all Sri Lankans, and Indian authorities are taking action. And uh, those Sri Lankans who travel to other parts of uh, India have not faced any difficulties, any, any security uh, situations. So, um, therefore, uh, we, we think that they can play in other parts of India. Right, but uh, sir, the core of all of this is coming from, as we've seen in Tamil Nadu, a very strong perception, public perception, that Sri Lanka has failed to act against those responsible for committing human rights violations in the last days of the war. Would you at least concede that political rhetoric aside, that is a core area which the Sri Lankan government has failed to tackle? Uh, basically, what is happening in Tamil Nadu with regard to protest on Sri Lanka is a result of misinformation reaching Tamil Nadu public. These are driven, driven by external uh, interest, external forces, and it's very unfortunate that the people in Tamil Nadu believe in these stories. And to the extent that, in fact, we have seen sometimes uh, the demonstrators are showing footage of LTT atrocities, which right. was on record those days, as that of Sri Lankan soldiers. 
Okay, so you are saying that even uh, in some cases there was a mix-up of, of the footage, but surely again, sir, you would concede that this latest provocation which came with the publication of pictures which purported to be that of Prabhakaran's son being shot and killed in uh, army custody, I, I, I mean, there is going to be a reaction to that. That again, yeah, that again, that again is not accurate because we are implementing certain set of proposals by the Lessons Learned and Reconciliation Commission that, that would take care of all these concerns. And while this implementation is taking place, some, some forces, some extra-regional forces are trying to force our hand. And that is the result, that is why this, this demonstration are taking place. This is, uh, these are all, all motivated and not related to the ground situation. We have set up okay, various I'm, mechanisms. I'm in, sure there will be Lanka. many contrary views to that. Let's just quick, uh, quick last comments from everybody beginning with you, Mr. Ram. You heard the Sri Lankan High Commissioner there. Would you believe that there are motivated reasons behind the protests in Tamil Nadu and are the two main parties there not doing enough to try and cool tempers and bring more maturity into the debate? Yes, Vasu, there are uh, pro-LTT elements which uh, used to be fringe elements which have now invaded the main space. That's true. I also think that the government of India, along with uh, left parties and so on, have handled this, approached this very soberly, uh, just as Manu Singhvi said. Uh, and I think, but the problem for Sri Lanka is, uh, I think you need an independent, credible investigation into the allegations about human rights violations. And secondly, even more important, I think, you've got to see movement towards a just political solution. It's not India's business to poke its nose in the internal affairs of its neighbor. Right. But I think we all hope if that is done, the atmosphere will improve. Uh, that's how I see it. But uh, the, uh, pro, uh, in Tamil Nadu, I can assert there is no real base for the pro-LTT elements, except that the current situation seems highly distorted. But having right. said that, would you, there are real issues in the island that would you, the would you concede? Okay, the let me just get last, uh, last comments from Kushbu. Kushbu, would you agree yeah. that the current mood is a distortion? It's the it's the amplifying of what has been a fringe sentiment in Tamil Nadu by mainstream parties like yourselves, which has led us to this pass and led us to what has happened today with the IPL. Definitely not. I think the mood and the the kind of atmosphere which is in Tamil Nadu happening today is completely justified. The anger is justified. The pain is justified. I think we need a solution to this. Nobody wants a problem to continue for a very long time. Everybody wants a solution to this. So we really hope that the, the center finds a solution along with the state government. Uh, we need a solution to this problem and put a full stop to this because this cannot go on forever. Okay. You say that, of course, but... Uh uh, at the same time, the DMK and the ADMK continue to ratchet up uh, sentiment. Uh, Abhishek Singhvi, you already made it clear the center has no role to play. You said that at the outset and that continues to be your stand. You believe what has happened today no, I think I is think, completely uh, the state government's responsibility and that's the end of that. No, no. No, I, 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 I've said what I wanted to say on that. What I would like to add is yes. that two points are very important since you've got the Sri Lankan angle into it just now. One, it would be a real tragedy if a terrorist organization like LTT was to get legitimacy or recognition or inspiration from this context. I don't think any right-minded 
Tamil segment has that, but that should not be allowed to go further. But having said that, it would be even a greater tragedy if the Sri Lankan government was not to take every possible step to remove the slightest vestige of doubt about the justice and reconciliation process. After right. all, when the ambassador says that these are framed and fabricated images, uh, these must be proved to be so. There is no, no difficulty in doing a sufficient technological job to show to the whole world that this is fabricated. It's not enough to say it is fabricated. Well, that's I think this uh, feeling yes. of absolute uh, you know, justice and uh, taking action against the guilty has to uh, be conveyed by the Sri Lankan government for its own good, not only to India, not only to Tamil Nadu, but to the whole world. Okay, but because, at the same uh, time... It's, no, it's nobody's government's badge of cross to carry across about human rights record of this kind. All right, and at the same time... fabricated, I'm sure we can have objective material to show that and prove that. All right, but at the same time, Krishna, last word from you. That is a much bigger deal. That's a much bigger question. Is Sri Lanka going to address the que question of human rights violations or not? What has happened today is just very specifically in my view, and I say this again, and I said this at the outset, just simply a collapse of the rule of law. It's a collapse of the rule of law, and it's also a sad day for cricket. I think we forget this is about cricket at the end of the day. Yes. Look at the Sri Lankans, some of the most beautiful, most delicate cricketers on this planet. They get bombed and you know, shot at in Pakistan. They get ostracized and thrown out of India. Yes. And look at it from the point of view of Madras too. What a great city which stood up and saluted the Pakistanis at the height of Indo-Pakistan jingoism. And, and you look at and what's happening and yes. to see Kushbu and company say as if we are adding fuel to this fire is quite sad because frankly, it's not us in the media who are adding fuel to this fire, but the politicians. Frankly, lit the fire. sitting in Delhi, you don't get a single instance or a, or, a, or, a, or, a, you know, or a great view of what's happening in Tamil Nadu. But that said, I think it's really the politicians who are fueling these flames. Okay, and I think they're playing with fire at the end of the day. That, uh, that's, a, that's a good uh, note to end yeah. on, isn't it, uh, Atul? Because yeah. some of the finest members of this current Sri Lankan team are all going to be here for the IPL. They're all going to be playing... Well, I, I think Half the issue, issue, issue has got bigger than that yeah. and I, I, I feel also certain angst and anger with the reports coming out and what went wrong, you know, and I've got full faith in, in, the, in the competent authorities and government that they must be doing enough uh, by pressurizing UN, which the Tamilian sentiment hopes that India is not doing enough. And I will leave it to that, to diplomatic channels to actually do yeah, what that's, they can. That's but the point is that if we allow it like this. You know, if we don't stand for something, we'll fall for everything. So once you have allowed to do a particular state to do that, then you, then you open, open up Pandora's box. Right. Then anybody taking up a certain issue can hold you hostage for anything else. And I think there's where to, stay, to take a stand for. Yeah, it is the thin end of the wedge. We'll have to leave it there. Thank you all uh, so much indeed for joining us on uh, what has turned out to be yet another volatile debate. Thanks very much indeed.